Blog Talk Radio. This evening, my name is David Fournier, one of the senior instructors here at Restoring. Thank you for joining me, either live or archive, on this week's uh, Zohar and 15. We're going to be reading from Zohar, Volume 21, Section Pinkas, and Chapter 81, Verse five, uh, 508, which is found on page 29. Pinkas is a very long section uh, covering actually two volumes of the uh, Zohar, Volumes 20 and 21. Before we get started, um, I do want to. We're going to be talking tonight about the workmanship of God and how that, as Christians, uh, as a Kabbalist, we believe that God made every soul unique, every person unique, and that every person has an original thought, an original design inside of them that God it wants them to take care of. Before we start there, um, I just wanted to share with you. Uh, as many of you know, we're coming into the holiday seasons here in 2012. And we've had some real difficulties and some real struggles lately, particularly out in Newton, Connecticut, where a total of 26 people, 20 of them children and six adults, were brutally slaughtered in a horrific, uh, in a horrific problems and to ugliness there. And our nation's been captivated by this. And it's my hope and my prayer that we can stop debating about how we could prevent incidents like that and become more of a a community of love and healing and a warning with the people that are suffering so tremendously there. So please keep that community in your mind. Rabbi Shaul, known to Christians as Apostle Paul, says in the New Testament documents that we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus to perform good works. The idea here being that for Rabbi Shaul, or Apostle Paul, whichever you prefer to call him, he clearly understood and clearly saw each and every individual person as a unique creation of God. Now, if you think about our physical realm, if you think about the world as we're looking around it, uh, you know, we, we don't feel God made at times. We don't feel God contacted or God inspired. Often we get sick. Um, I know for many people right now there's a a stomach flu going around or we feel run down. Um, we, we die. We expire. Uh, we ache. Anybody going through those problems where you, you feel stiff or sore and it's not like you're running a marathon or competing in the Olympics? We grow old. Um, we get tired easy. And sometimes that tiredness can lead to being cranky or moody or depressed. And when you think of those things, you think, well, how in the world am I God-designed? How is, am I a workmanship of God when my hearing's not that great anymore, my eyesight's are going away, I... I get really super cold during the bad weather, my bones ache. How is it that I am a workmanship of God? Because one of the things we've done a very poor job, and I can say this with all degree of certainty, one of the things we've done with a poor job is really help explain to people the difference between the physical realm and the spiritual realm, between the earthly kingdom and the heavenly kingdom, between the 1% reality, which is what we see around us, and the 99% reality. I want you to think about it for a minute. Here's a perfect example of the difference between those realities. 
we're getting ready to celebrate Christmas. There's going to be gifts and get-togethers and food and traditions. And physically, you got to go buy the gift. You wrap it up. You put it underneath a tree. Um, you have to go to the party. You have to participate in what's going on. you got to try foods that suck. Um, these are all things that you have to do. But really, is it about the physical realm of it? Because at the end of it, it's a bunch of wads of paper on the floor. It's a bunch of toys. It's a bunch of moving on. And then the 26th and the 27th. For most people, the idea is more spending time with those family members or the big lead-ups or the enthusiasm of somebody when they get something that they've really been looking for. That's the build-up to it. It's the 99% reality, not just the fact that there's a box under a tree with some pretty wrapping around it. We live in the physical world, but spiritually we exist in the spiritual world. We have seen, we've heard, and we've experienced so much death, so much hate, so much war, and so many senseless tragedies that it often leaves us asking this question. This Can this possibly be God's plan? Can this possibly be God's original plan? Well, each of us are God's creation. The scriptures tell us that in the Old Testament documents. They tell us that in the New Testament documents. They tell us that we are uniquely made. I want to read in our Zohar, uh, a Zohar portion here in verse number 508. I'll read half of it now and half of it in a couple of minutes. He answers, the explanation is that, of course, of King Solomon's wisdom was greater than that of other men. And he knew what was not known to other people. Now come and see. Any other craftsman in the world, when he has, to, he has something to make, he looks at it. He considers it once and twice, and then he makes it. Later, he adds to it or takes away from it. You know, very few men if anyone has ever been attributed to being wiser than Solomon. And in our Zohar verse, he's talking here about something Solomon has said, a quote from Solomon a few verses earlier, about this idea of a craftsman. Now, the craftsmen of the world are the craftsmen of the physical kingdom. And the verse tells us that they look at it, they line it up, they think about what it will take. They look at it once, they look at it twice, and they make it later. They may take some things away from it, or they may add to it. I think this is where the problem lies. I think this is where our whole problem. We're going to have a quick commercial break. When I come back, I'll explain to you what that problem is. Looking for something different at your next retreat, Bible study, or weekend seminar? Restoring Grace could be the answer for you. My name is David Fournier, Senior Instructor here at Restoring Grace, and we gladly support encourage and minister in many churches across the country you can reach me at dave at restoringgrace.com again that's dave at restoringgrace.com or you can call 719-233-6265 719-233-6265 for your next upcoming event the problem here is that when the earthly craftsman is making a building or designing something, what he does is he starts, looks at it, he looks at it once, he looks at it twice, he begins to build it. When it's all constructed, he says, oh, it needs a little more of this, a little less of that. When the created, listen carefully to these statements, when the created makes rules on how creation should be run, when the created make the rules on how creation should be run, opposed to the will of the creator, you're going to have chaos. When the created segregate parts of the, of the other created as more valuable 
or more meaningful or a lifestyle that's more appropriate, you're going to have chaos that's going to rule. When the created use religion to dictate how people should feel about other people, chaos is going to rule. You see, the created, that's us, by the way, keep trying to change the societal rules of creation. They keep trying to, they step back and they go, that's not working, let's add to it. They'll step back and we'll take away from it. We've got it built the way we want it. Oh, that doesn't look right anymore. We're going to change it. When the created is running the show and not the creator, there's going to be chaos. You know, I saw, I was looking at a a National Geographic magazine from, it was 1950, 1952. And what was really interesting was there was an ad on there, and it had a picture of a, a really attractive lady, kind of a pinup poster-looking lady, and she was wearing a one-piece bathing suit, and I think it was a drawing more than an actual picture. And this ad was telling women how to gain weight. What the, this product that these guys had and this diet, because men want a woman with curves, they want a woman that's full. Just a picture of this girl was a full-figure girl and men don't want these skinny women what they want is they want the full figure girls which by the way i'm all in i'm in on the full figure girls and this is it here we are 40 45 years later today's women and woefully young girls they look like starved people they look like people who are desperate for a double cheeseburger because now that's the created saying this is the new societal rules this is the way it's gonna look and what has the created society got? What have we got? What we have is an entire upbringing of people. All these problems are caused by feelings of being valueless, worthless society. Our actions don't matter. Nobody listens to what we have to say. Um, What we do doesn't matter. Really think about it. If we want to start getting to the core issues of why people blow things up, why people shoot things, why we have these these horrendous acts of violence, it's because the individual that perpetrates that, and I understand that you you could argue that they're not right in the head, this show's not about that, but at, at what point can we have to at least agree that their life wasn't worth living and they were willing to go take somebody else's? Why? Because they're running, they're operating a society that's controlled by the created instead of the creator. That the values are not there. I want you to listen to the rest of this verse as the writer begins to tell us about God being a, a master builder. With the Holy One, blessed be He, it is not like that at all. He brings, listen carefully, true craftsmanship out of chaos. Things that have no substance at all, and it is perfected properly. In actuality, And then he does not add or take anything away from it. That is why it is written in Elohim, God saw everything he had made, and behold, it was very good. Genesis 131. And it was about this that Solomon said, I know that whatever Elohim does, it shall be forever. Nothing can be added to it, nothing taken away from it. I want you to listen to what it says here. What does God create out of? The earth, it says, was, remember in the beginning, the earth was without form and it was void. The earth was in a state of chaos and God created what we see today from it. You see, God creates out of chaos. He creates out of disorder. Now, we want so bad to have this pristine God. You know, in the very beginning, it says, God says to the, all the beings around, he says, let us make man in our image. And from that day forward, man's been making God in his own image. In the image of man. We want this pristine God. 
a God that doesn't touch the dirty, a God that doesn't isn't worried about the people that, that would do something like a mass killing. We can dismiss all that. We can throw that away because there's just something wrong with people. God's not interested in that. God's not interested in the homeless. God's not interested in the disenfranchised. God's not interested in the people that can't defend themselves. He's not interested in the poor because God doesn't deal with messes. God is a God of perfection. He's this pristine God. But that's not what the scriptures teach us about God. What they teach us about God is that he brings order out of chaos. Or as our scripture says here, he brings true craftsmanship out of that chaos. God works through and with chaos. He starts with no substance. Uh, in a place where there's nothing is where God begins. God does not add or take away. Which leads us to this question. If we're his followers, then why do we add and why do we take away? If we could just, for a limited time offer, for just a small period of time, look beyond our personal prejudices, look beyond our religious dogma, look beyond our denominational beliefs, and just see people as they are, and love them where they are, and sense saying, you're going to have to stop doing that if you want to be loved by God. You're going to have to start doing this if you want to be right with God, and we could just love them where they were at, what a very different world we'd have. Because when God created all the people, the people, he created them the way he wanted them, and he is not taking away or adding to his creation. Our job is to work together to help people find, to help people find the original thought, the original design for their life. I believe if we can introduce people to God as God is, and we can introduce those people to, to God the way they are, God will work out the problems. God will work out the kinks. God will work out the things that don't look like him. I don't have truly a God job. What God does is good. You are good in the eyes of God. You say, well, I'm too tall, I'm too short, I don't weigh enough, I, I weigh too much. Again, that's the physical realm. Your physical body that you're looking at, the one you're spending all this time worrying about, is going to go turn into dust, turn into ash. It's about the spiritual part of you. It's about the part that God put in you, in you that's just like him. We say we've got to write doctrines. We've got to create or organize religion. We've got to do these things so that, we can, so that we can make sure that we have this pristine condition. But yet our God is a God who brings order and creation out of chaos. My name is David Fournier, one of the instructors here at Australian Grace. Thank you so much for spending time with me. They're live or archived. And I'll see you back next week for Zohar in 15. Mm -hmm.